0: Hi, everyone. I'm Rich. I'm Matt. And we are Overdramatic, Tales of a Starving Artist. Be sure to check us out on Instagram
1: at Overdramatic the podcast and on Twitter at Overdramatic
0: TP. On this week's episode of Overdramatic, we're going to touch on finding a job in a foreign, exciting place, as well as how to stay inspired in your craft while you're looking or doing that job. In Matt's case, it's doing... In my case, it's looking because we're going on week three now and I am still unemployed.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been employed for a while, but it's one of the it's a retail job that I've I've worked retail for a long time, but I don't know how you the my grind, friend are a superhero. It's, I, <laughs> my Lord, it's just you just need to pay the bills, I guess. But like, it's just one of those really shitty jobs where, you know, it's retail. Anyone who's out there has worked retail before. You know what I'm talking about. It's just working with the public. It's a daily grind,
0: and uh, yeah. Well, right now I am looking for a serving job because I think when you are pursuing something else, you need to find a job that is flexible. In my opinion, uh, I, agree. I agree. I I can't have like I would. I need to have a forty-hour a week schedule. But at the same time, I need leniency for auditions and self-taping and things like that. I basically need some room to breathe. So that's kind of where I'm gearing my uh, search towards. Which is
1: really hard because that narrows down the kind of jobs you can find. Because even in a retail job, either you don't get enough hours, like in my case this week, or uh, you find a job that just isn't flexible with you. Uh, So you can only find specific jobs when you're trying to be an artist out here which really sucks.
0: Well, because I actually, so I have my degree in biology, so I do have a four year bachelor's degree, but the issue is a four year bachelor's degree kind of job. I mean, it is nine to five, 40 plus hours a week. Most of my friends that have graduated, they actually, they work well over 40 hours. So that's, that's almost like a pipe dream thinking, Oh, 40 hours, like If you're salary, you're working over 40 hours. That's another thing to really keep in mind when you're you're looking for a job while you're trying to pursue something like this. I didn't come out here to work as a server at P.F. Chang's. That's not why I moved to California, because I can do that back home.
1: Well, the same with anyone else who might not be a server. Like, that's one job that, to be honest, I've never had before is serving. But even in, like, the retail or food service, working with the public, those kind of avenues... We didn't come out here to do these things. Uh, like they're crappy jobs.
0: They're very crappy jobs. And I think we realize that we can like take better. Right. But with the flexibility, that in my opinion is the most important thing while we're out here. Because, let like, let's say Matt, for instance, we did a, a self tape of him today, which went phenomenally. By the yeah, way, yeah, very happy with that. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to throw that up on the Instagram or something, just so you guys can you know. We can take definitely a peek. try.
1: I don't know though because of the script. Ah, uh, that's confidential. right. Confidential. I'm not
0: sure. Well, I never said that then. <laughs> but uh, we'll cut that out. But we all know we won't cut that out. Yeah, so. we should totally leave that in. Right. Um. So what I was saying though is, let's say he gets this. Well, it shoots for what? Like it shoots for five, five days. days. Yeah. It is paid. Thank goodness. Which is always a plus. That's always cool. Always a plus. Because uh, when you're first starting out, you're not always going to get paid things. Which and is I think a... that's
1: something to keep in mind. Uh, you aren't always going to yeah. get paid. And it's okay at first to not get paid. Like the first, I don't know, 10 things that I've done or whatever, even back in Ohio, they were all non-paid, but they get you valuable experience. So if you're very first starting out, don't shy away from things that aren't paid just because you think that you should be paid or something like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, sometimes those non-paid things can get you very valuable experience as well as very
0: valuable contacts. So side note there. Yeah. Networking is essential. And also too, um demo reels, which we'll touch on in a later episode. But if you get excellent footage for a demo reel, I mean, that can really make or break you. That's honestly,
1: that's how I got my manager. That's well, that's one way I got it It was because she loved my demo reel, which I had made out of a bunch of clips from short films that I didn't get paid for. So, ironically, ironically, yeah. But to get back on track, of yeah, what we were
0: pulling talking back about, to the shitty job,
1: right? And to the audition say, I get this thing, this uh film that's shooting for five days, which is a phenomenal script, love it, would love to get the part. But I'm gonna need the flexibility to either call my job and have them be okay with me taking five days off to go and do this five days in a row, or to be able to uh switch shifts around call out a day or two, whatever it might be, those are the kind of flexible jobs that you need that are not always easy to find, which we're finding out in Rich's case.
0: Uh, Yeah. So I actually, I was doing a little bit of research this week and it turns out that Los Angeles is the second hardest city in the U.S. to find a job with the first being Miami, Florida. So if you work in Miami, Florida, just know that I think you're a superhero, too. Because, Shout out to you, Miami. Yeah, because <laughs> apparently the struggle there is more real than here. Right.
1: And honestly, that happened with me, too, when I first moved out here. Uh, yeah, I, how
0: long did it take you to find you a know job? It know, took me about two and a half weeks, but I put out a good 50 applications. Yeah, I'm nearing that. I'm yeah. pro- I probably put out around 40 applications, somewhere in the 40s. Yeah. And I have heard back from a grand total of maybe 10, 12, and like... I'm one of those people, I took a lot of time with my resume, so I'd like to think that it's halfway decent, <laughs> so it's very stressful to be applying places every single day and not hear anything back. Well, another so, thing that you'll find
1: out, too, is that especially if you're one of those people, like both of us, that back in our home states or wherever, we've never had trouble finding employment. We're, you know, we're both good employees, we work hard, we're good at what we do, we pick up on things fast, It's just a different culture out here. Like, so if you're out there looking for a job out here in LA or, I mean, even anywhere and trying to do something artistic as well, and you're not finding employment soon, it's okay. Don't fret. You're going to find a job. It's fine.
0: Yeah. Uh, Just keep pushing. Just keep pushing. Just keep swimming. I think that's what Dory said. Yeah, I think so. Just Just keep keep swimming. swimming. Just keep swimming. (laughs) (laughs) But no, uh, so I actually have two interviews this week, which is cool. I for sure think I'm going to get the one, you know, fingers crossed. Pray for me, everyone. Another thing that we really want to touch on is while you're while you're in this hustle and bustle, while you're doing your 9 to 5, your quote unquote day job, staying in, how do you stay inspired during all of that? You know, you have your bills to pay, you have to keep up on your living situation, keep up on the the daily tasks that you are stuck doing, and then how do you find the time to pursue these creative avenues? while at the same time staying inspired.
1: I agree, because uh, last week, well, right after the podcast, actually, it kind of hit me. I was driving to work and to my crappy job that I really hate. um, And we had just finished recording the podcast. We'd gotten everything out. I believe I taped an audition or something like that. And it was just a very creatively fulfilling couple of days where we had done a bunch of things uh, and it was just really creatively fulfilling. So on the way to my job, it's I just kind of started feeling the discouragement of the ho hum. Here we go again. Is anything that we're doing uh, making sense? Is it reaching anyone? Is it does it matter? You know that kind of thing. It's, are we taking the right steps in the right direction? Because oftentimes it just feels like you're flailing around. You don't know what you're trying. You're hoping this stuff sticks, but you don't know if it ever will. So as I was driving to work, I had before I had gone to work, I had seen this quote. Uh, that said, if you're uninspired, do something about it. And it really, yeah, it really hit me. And on the way to work, I was thinking about it and just about the fact that so many artists were always trying to pour out and give and do and get all this stuff done that we want to do, whether it's creating something, recording something, putting out a video, doing this, doing it, all that stuff. It's fantastic stuff and it's necessary to do. Like we were saying in last week's episode, just do things. You have to just go out and do stuff if you're going to get any good at it. But I think for a lot of us creative types, we're insanely hard workers and we often don't take care of ourselves in the realm of keeping our ourselves inspired because if you're constantly pouring out eventually that well is going to run dry and you're just going to be either putting stuff out that doesn't end up being good it's just bad stuff but you just feel like you have to keep putting it out or you're just going to run dry and not do anything and feel like you're a lazy piece of crap just Sitting on your bed, you know, that kind of thing.
0: And I feel like there is a, a very fine line between that. Because There's a very fine line. I truly do believe that you should be constantly putting out content, whether that be podcast, YouTube video, you know, if you're a streamer, things like that, music pieces. And you're never really going to be 100% happy with it. I agree. Because I know some people that make great material, great content, and they never end up putting it out. And it's like, why? You're just sitting on this and there's nothing else that you're you are never going to be happy with it.
1: Well, and I've always found that very encouraging too because even a lot of the interviews that I hear with A-listers, we're talking specifically actors here, but a lot of the A-listers, they don't like to watch themselves. They all think that what they're doing, even Academy Award winning performances, they look at them and say, I could have done that so much better. I don't think that's good. I don't know why they put me in this movie. A-listers say this stuff, which is very encouraging to me because... I feel like every artist doesn't feel like their stuff is up to par. Yeah. And that's okay to feel because the people that are good also feel that. So well, that might be a, an indication that what you're doing is good.
0: I mean, you're an artist. You're vulnerable. I don't think that you're ever truly going to be totally at peace with the things that you're making. And if you are, then I feel like you wouldn't make it. I agree. I feel like you wouldn't create, I guess, is a better way to put it. And I
1: think if you're not feeling vulnerable when you're making some kind of art. You're not putting
0: your all into it.
1: Yeah, I think that that is an indication that there's a problem. The vulnerability and the fear, but the good kind of fear, is an indication that you're on the
0: right path. What was that quote that you found uh, last week? It was kind of like a funny quote that we put on the Instagram. Let me look it up here. It was something along the lines of uh, being emotionally vulnerable at 9 a.m., yeah,
1: yeah, it was. Let me let me find it here. Aha, uh-huh, there we go. Acting school is fun because instead of getting graded on grammar, you get asked why you're scared of emotional vulnerability at 9 in the morning. Very true. <laughs>
0: very, very, very true.
1: true. And anyone who's been in an acting class or another kind of artistic class knows how to Can true relate is to this. Because yeah. you do end up like showing up at class at like 9, 10, 11 a.m. or whatever and have to do this... <laughs> scene where, like, your child dies or something like that, where it's just an emotionally heavy piece. Yeah. That you've, like, just waking up and had your coffee, and now you have to go in and do have this. Have you it's had crazy.
0: acting class that early? All my acting classes have always been at night.
1: No, I have, because there were really? so many times... Yeah, because I trained with Jimmy oh, and a lot right. of, a lot of those sessions that we had were just out of his garage and we would do it in the morning yeah
0: that's right so I, like i said i have worked with jimmy a time or two and they were in his garage he yeah. kept it very cool in there though even though it was the middle of the summer oh yeah like it got cool. a little warm sometimes but it he was, had a great setup too yeah. like
1: backdrops lights the whole nine yards i mean
0: our room great. is kind of like his garage so we could just set it up like that that's true so like, really cool. actually his garage probably had more space yeah his ger- his garage had <laughs> way more space which is actually sad we live in a broom closet just so you know yeah and we're the brooms yeah exactly sweep sweep. So, I know that you were talking to me last week about you were really bummed out. So, what what was your mindset when you got to work? When you actually were standing there in your your I won't say the name of the store. You were standing there in your smock smock <laughs> right. whatever you want to call Schmuck. it. And I just remember you got home and you were super super bummed out. Right.
1: Well, It's one of those things I don't know if it's just because four years isn't a long time to be in the grind. There are so many more people out there that have been in artistic fields for 10, 20 years, even maybe even longer that have wanted to do this, that have been trying to do this, that kind of thing. So uh, no disrespect to you guys. But for me, I just been thinking about it. And just when you're in that grind of in a retail position in not even a retail position, but just a job that you don't want to be at for that long feeling like you're wasting your time, you're wasting your life, it's just a dead end, and you're not sure if even... Honestly, you're not sure you can make it out in L.A. You, you never know that you can make it. it. It's always a question, and day it's a daily battle to keep going. I mean, I feel like by day, you like all day, every day, you are questioning yourself, and you almost want to quit. You're right there at the verge of, maybe I should just go back home. Maybe this will be safer. I'd be able to...
0: Pay my bills more easily if I got this factory job, and, and just, you said you know, it was put even up with it more so when you got back home. Like when you actually uh, you went back home to I visit home for, for Christmas. Christmas
1: and came back, and it was very discouraging because of just you almost don't realize how hard it is out here while you're in it until you go back to somewhere like your home that's comfortable, that's that you grew up around. You have regular people. food. You have regular food. <laughs> your family's around you. That kind of thing. When you come back. You, for me, anyway, it was it was the first time I was back home for a good, a decent chunk of time since I moved out here. When I got back to LA, it was a very discouraging time because you do hear these stories about people like uh, the one that's famous is Chris Pratt, who had been doing acting work for like ten years before he got his first gig. I think it was Parks and Rec when he he kind of had his breakout. Yeah, that was like his big thing. Exactly. And you just start thinking about it and you're like, I've been out here doing this for, you know, X amount of months, X amount of years. Can I really do that in a terrible apartment in this annoying town in this city where no one knows what's going on? You know, (laughs) trying to build something that you don't know, you don't have a guarantee that it's going to work out. So I just felt very discouraged. And to tie it back into work, I felt very discouraged last week when I got to work because, You're just treated like crap by a lot of these people that are, you know, yelling at you for different things, whatever. While you're trying to make
0: these artistic moves, I feel like I'm just rambling, but... It's almost like you're taking yourself out of the environment that you want to be in and putting yourself in an environment that you do not want to be in, a.k.a. work, which is, for your case, retail. Right. And you just have to kind of bite the bullet and deal with it. Right. And it's, I mean, an eight-hour day. Hours a week. Yeah.
1: And just hopefully forty. Yeah, but I know that's been another thing, too.
0: Like, I feel jobs out here are very difficult to acquire. And then once you do, it's kind of like the, oh, but type of thing. I got offered a serving job this past week. And it was the job application that I did was asking for a server. I applied. I got a message back from this employer, and they said, oh, by the way, you have to be a food runner for X amount of time before you can be a server. Well, and the crazy thing about (laughs) that is you've been a server for three years. Yeah, I have a bachelor's bachelor's degree. degree. Yeah, bachelor's degree. I have three years of serving experience. I've been a server in New York City, Mm -hmm. so like I know how to put food on a table, (laughs) I guess you could say, and the fact that these jobs are giving you so much grief. The only thing that I can really say, because I don't have a job yet, and that's been incredibly difficult for me at least, is just keep pushing. I mean, what else are you going to do? And take it day by day,
1: I guess, which is something that I constantly have to tell myself. Like, just get through the shift. Just make it to your next break. Just make it until... You have another audition and you can, you know, get some of your artistic energy out or maybe the next class or the next this or whatever, because.
0: I'm really excited to get in class, by the way. We're doing that in a few weeks. Absolutely. We're going to start auditing classes, but it's. It's almost like giving yourself something to look forward to. Right. I think that that's a good way to
1: put it. In a career where there's very little to look forward to at the beginning. And again, because there is no guarantee keep the faith guys there's because i feel like in this in this world you have to have a certain degree of faith in yourself in your talent in
0: the people around you to keep yourselves buoyant and up yeah and keep each other up like it's great living with one of my best friends because if i didn't i mean we really do drive one another absolutely when i see him work i want to work i'm sure it's vice versa even though i haven't had as much to work on because i'm i'm a firm believer in being able to eat before you (laughs) before you uh, focus on (laughs) other things so i'm really trying to tie down a job and then i have a full list of things that i'm going to start on music I know I want to get that YouTube channel going, you know, really just hit the ground running as soon as I do get that uh, survival job. Right. Which it really is. It shouldn't be considered anything more than that. You can always replace a nothing job. If you're out here to act or you're out here to dance or do anything creative along those lines, you should treat your day job as such. You can always get another one.
1: And it is just that. I think for me as well like as vice versa when it's fantastic being able to live with again one of my best friends because when he's working i want to work when i'm low he'll pull he'll pull me up when he's low i'll pull him up we just feed off each other in that way but i think uh one thing that i find with with a job is if you're anything like me i throw 100 percent into everything i'm doing so even at a job that you hate you don't want to be at you find yourself giving so much to them Keep an eye on that, guys, because a lot of these jobs, they will take advantage of you. They will take advantage of your good nature, of your spirit, of your hard work ethic, of all of that stuff. While, yes, you want to be a valuable employee, I'm not saying don't do that. Be a valuable employee, but at the same time, make sure that you are leaving yourself enough of yourself and enough energy, enough emotional energy, energy. To actually do the things that you want to do, because while you're, especially at the beginning of this, you're essentially having two, three full-time jobs while you're trying to pursue something artistic, keep a day job, pursue something else artistic, or maybe have a hobby on the side. We go to the gym
0: a lot, so that's almost a full-time job You try to go three days a week and, like... You heavy. Yeah, you wouldn't think that that's a lot of time, but you figure you have to go to the gym, you have to actually work out. When it's busy, you have to wait to work out Right. and then come back, shower, eat. I mean, when it's all said and done, that's a few hours right there. Right. So holding yourself accountable and knowing kind of where you're at in your day is very important. We've been absolutely terrible with that as of weight. Yeah, we've weight. been really bad with that. <laughs> but I mean, that's
1: that's another thing to do is keep, keep an eye on your soul, keep an eye on yourself, Because if you're listening to that voice inside you that is telling you, you know, just your next step as far as creativity goes, keep an eye on that voice and on your levels of where you're at, what you need. Because if you need a day off, take a day off. If you need X, Y, or Z, do that. I just kind of hung
0: out and watched TV for the past, what, like two days and I feel awful for it. But at the same time, I have been so... Drained mentally from searching for jobs, and I've been going on interviews. By the way, there's a lot of interviews out here that will waste your time. Yeah, what was that one that you had that like they oh, showed up? You showed, showed up? Yeah, I showed yeah. up. I was actually going to be a tutor, uh, use my degree. It paid super, super well. And I, I go through the interview process, I talk to the guy, and he's, you know, super excited to offer me this position. He's asking me all these crazy questions, seems like a really cool place to work. And on the ad listing, it said that it was looking for a full-time tutor. I think it said minimum of 15 hours a week, maximum 35 hours. It didn't offer benefits, but it paid so well, it was well worth it. Right. So I get in there, I do this interview, and right after he offers me the job, I said, obviously, I have a few questions. What are the hours? And he's like, oh, you'll be getting about two to eight hours a week. Right. And I'm like, oh, so... <laughs> and they wouldn't... This was like, what, 30 minutes away? Yeah, this was gas? 30 minutes away. They had me driving to different... Would have me driving to different people's houses. They weren't willing to reimburse me on gas. It had no benefits. And it's like, there is the... But also... Well, and there was another one
1: because you showed up at another one and... They
0: essentially told you, yeah, we've already filled the position, right? We've yeah, which the by position, the way, it's the ad is still up. I just it really? checked it yesterday. Yeah. This was like the third day I was here. I went on a job interview. They sent me an email fairly quickly. And I'm thinking like, oh, this is great. You know, I'll get a serving job real quick. So I go in and it's, it's a bar type of setting, just plain old serving job. And they, they take the time to sit down with me and interview me for about 15 minutes. Take that back. I actually get in there and... Before they even started interviewing me, they tell me, By the way, this position has already been filled, we're gonna keep your application on file, and then proceeded to interview me for Which fifteen me no to sense. twenty minutes. Why? What is that? Like I was just <laughs> sitting there like, Okay, like you don't need me, so right. why are you interviewing me? This is wasting both of our times. Right. and it was slow at the restaurants, or I'm sure they had nothing to do. Right. But I, I just drove Probably like 10, 15 minutes to this place. Use your gas. Use money, my gas. Your... And then just why? Right. It absolutely blows my mind. You are run into that a lot out here. Those kind of interviews, those kind of work situations. Yeah. But that's okay, though, because it's all part of the process. It's all part of the fun of life, if you want to call it that. And there's really no getting around it. Well, and it's all part of the story, because if you think about any good story, whatever your favorite story is, I don't care if it's Lord
1: of the Rings, Harry Potter, Avengers, whatever it might be in every single person's story, there are such hard obstacles. And our favorite stories are the ones where they're impossible obstacles. And somehow the hero or whoever it is, they overcome them and, you know, have their happy ending, all that stuff. But if you think about it, why would any of our lives be devoid of those same qualities? If that's the kind of stories that we love and laud and want to live and want to lead, We're going to have to have those chapters where we're struggling, where we don't know where rent is going to come from or we don't know where these things are going to come. Not not from any fault of our own, but just because that's how life is sometimes. Yeah. Those are the chapters that I know that we're in right now. Who knows how long they're going to last, but hopefully not too long. Yeah, I mean,
0: there's I thought this to myself the other day. There is no sense in getting upset over something that you have absolutely no control over. I can't control yeah. if someone hires me. All I can do is put my best foot forward, tweak my resume, which I did. I totally reformatted the whole thing, went through it, picked it apart piece by piece just to really show off my best qualities and present the best version of myself. And that's all you can really do. I mean, not just in regards to a resume, but just in anything With acting, like if you put in the time and it ends up being garbage anyways, well, then just take a step back. Don't get so upset right up front. And I think that's one thing, too, especially in regards to
1: acting where let's talk about auditions where I just takes two auditions this morning. If you go into an audition and uh, I just lost my train of thought.
0: If you go into an audition and you don't like what you did, for one, you can always retape it. Two, when we had that one moment where we were like both dying laughing because we were running rides together, it was phenomenal. And like I told him, we did another take, and at the beginning of the take, he like looked over at me and kind of chuckled a little bit, <laughs> but I don't think he noticed it. And I'm like, dude, like just take a second and like let this wash away. And then we did another take and it looked fantastic. And it's something, if it's something, here's what I was going to say. If
1: you're in an audition, it's something that you can't control. You can control everything up to that point, up to the point of getting in the room, Your your preparation process, your memorization, your technique, how you studied for years before that just to know how to go in the audition room and everything after that audition, you're in control of all that as well how you continue to do that, how you take either acceptance or rejection, how you take all of that. You're in charge of everything. But in that moment, you're not the one in charge. That is not, that's up to the acting gods. That's up to the casting the directors. The acting gods. The acting gods. Are they the acting
0: gods? I think they are the acting yeah, gods. Yeah, they are the acting gods. <laughs>
1: but that's up to whoever's in charge. That's not up to you. And so often as actors, we beat ourselves up because we didn't get a part. We, because we bombed that audition. Because we, you know, did this or that. When in reality, guys, we need to be kind to ourselves because that stuff is not within our control. The same as it as
0: an interview isn't within your control. An yeah. audition isn't in our control either. All you can do is present your best self, or in the case of acting, your best version of the character. Absolutely. What you did the homework on, what you did the research on, what you did the preparation on. Yeah. And I know you mentioned a few days ago we were actually talking. You said that you really don't have anything to go back to back home. Like, you know, what's waiting for you back home. Right. And I think that that's also important to keep in mind. Like if I were to move back to Ohio, like I know exactly what's waiting for me. There's no gray area. I know exactly what's on the other side and what I would be going back to. And that's not what I'm looking for. And I think that that's really important to kind of use against yourself to leverage staying inspired. Yeah. There's, because on the other side of the coin, that's not what you wanted to begin with. And that's why I think that you should keep pursuing your dreams and the I things agree. that you want to do. And you should really use that to motivate you. Not in a negative sense like, oh, I come from this horrible place. I don't. I come from a great family, a great environment. I love Ohio. Same. I hate the weather, but I yeah, love Ohio. Yeah, the terrible, but Ohio's great. Exactly. It's it's where I'm from and I'm very proud to be from there. But you should really use that to better yourself. Absolutely. And that was one of the things, again, when I came back from being
1: home at Christmas, that also motivated me because you know what you're going back to. And while, yes, a factory job or whatever it might be, I've worked in two factories in my life, hated it both times. You said the milk one wasn't bad. The, that, no, it was terrible. Oh, it was okay. Yeah, I, I didn't like you that. Then. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, but those, those jobs are very secure. They're very safe. They're very, you wouldn't have to worry about money again all that stuff. That is very attractive, especially when you're out here and haven't gotten a job for a month or have been working in a terrible job that gives you no hours where you're barely making ends meet for the last six months or whatever it might be. That's very attractive. And there are times when you do just want to drop it and go. But one of the things that kept me, if you want to say inspired during those couple of weeks when I was so low after Christmas was that that is all there is to go back to. That's being, you know, being with your family, that might be, you know, that's also a plus. But like taking family out of the equation, family because family I feel like that's not fair. Yeah, it's, mean, it's not fair. I mean, hopefully
0: you right. love your family. Right. If you Take don't, that. that's OK, too. But right. Assuming that you do, like, obviously you're going to miss them. But as far as goals for
1: yourself and things that for you are waiting for you at any given place in for us in Ohio, there's really nothing there for us.
0: Career wise, there is absolutely nothing. Career wise. And that's absolutely.
1: OK. And I think there are times where you want to give up so badly. You just want to be done because it's so, so hard. And I think in those days, it's not that we have it all figured out because God
0: knows we don't. But yeah, I'll get back to you once I get a job. And then you're right, I'm, exactly. And then I'm really juggling. But exactly. I did it in New York, though, and it's the same. Yep. It, it was honestly easier to find a job in New York, so let's talk about that
1: well and that's the thing (laughs) that like all you can do is move is take one step at a time even if you're crawling because like i mean you really are between a rock and a hard place out here for a long period of time and you can either go back to nothing or you can go forward and it's so
0: painful to do either of those things but it's worth the struggle i feel it is worth the struggle in in your heart and your soul and your mind and everything in between You know if it's worth it. We wouldn't have done this if we didn't think it was worth it. And we wouldn't keep doing this in the bad situations that we've been in. Well, because, like, on the other side of the coin, too, I have friends. I have this one friend, and he makes close to six figures. He made it straight out of college. He's doing very well for himself. Money is not an issue for him. And for someone our age, I feel like that's really impressive. That's really impressive. We're (laughs) millennials. But... (laughs) Dude absolutely hates his life. I have never seen someone more miserable in their job ever. Yeah. So does the six figures really matter? Right. He easily works 60 hours a week. Yeah. So bathe in the money, but if you're miserable every time that you're at work, which is over 60 hours out of a week, I don't know how many hours are in a week, but that's probably a good half of the week at least. In my opinion, it's not worth it. To me, to some people that's worth it, that two week vacation that you're going to get You have endless money. You can live in a nice house. That's worth it to a lot of people. But for me, being unhappy, having all the money in the world is not going to do it for me.
1: I agree. I agree. You have, for us, you have to do something that you love. Whether it's, you know, just on the side. Yeah, whether it's a hobby or not. not. I mean,
0: I feel like a lot of people don't think like that.
1: Yeah, I agree. And that's okay. Which
0: is interesting. I'm the crazy one. I'll take it. As long as I get to be happy. Yeah, same here. So now... You've been out here for quite a while. I've only been out here for what about 3 weeks now. It's actually 3 weeks today. Really? Yeah, it is 3 weeks today. Was it a Sunday or was it a Saturday? Oh, well, actually 3 weeks yesterday. I was God, say. <laughs> my days are so off. But how do you actually go about staying inspired? I figure you're kind of a better capture of staying inspired on the day-to-day grind. You've had a job for quite a while now and you've kind of been doing this juggling act. Right. So how do you actually go about it? it's
1: really difficult if we're being honest because again like we talked about earlier as actors as artists you're constantly putting out so much and because for me at least you always feel like you need to be doing something productive that's just the, my state of soul is I always need to be doing something you know first thing in the morning I'm writing something before I go to bed I'm reading something you know it's like or I'm working on something or memorizing that or an audition or whatever so, so I, I think that like I those of us, I think a love for it because when you love it the process is the reward and while you still like you i love the final product the final product is amazing as well as you know getting paid for it when we do and that's the hope you know that we can actually make a living out of this but what i'm finding is that the process is the reward in and of itself you i just love the process but there are those times like we talked about earlier where you are very uninspired you've hate the daily grind you're tired of working all the time you just want something to stop and in those times for me it's never it's not a science what i find a lot of times it just comes down to taking a minute taking a step back you know let's liken it to working out when you're working out you have to take rest days in between sets you have to or your body's not gonna function the way it should and grow the way it should and develop muscles the way it should I think the same is true of an artist. You have to take time to step back and force yourself to stop working, to enjoy a movie, to read a good piece of literature, to listen to good music and really bask in it, to do something that just fills you up. And I think it's different for every person because every person's soul is different. But I think just taking that time to be around what you love, be around something that gives you a sense of peace, a sense of comfort, a sense of calm, a sense of... Feeling I think that's
0: incredibly necessary. It's something that we often forget. Yeah, that's awesome I definitely agree with that. It's almost like sometimes you need to take a step back to really just enjoy it
1: and Yeah, not exactly it to
0: work because so often
1: again as we're artists in the professional realm You forget why you started this in the first place and the reason why you started it was because you loved it and you still love it but often you forget about the fact that you love it so much and that it's fun because you're just trying to do it so well and trying to get your technique down and trying to book this job or trying to, well, you're trying to be get this best. deadline. Exactly. You're it trying almost, to do yeah. your best. And you often forget that you still need to have fun with it yeah. as well because that's why you got into it in the first place. I think that's one spot where beginners really uh, shine since they don't have all that technique yet. Since they don't have all
0: that knowledge. They don't yet, have the burden like that. of everything else. The, exactly. All the extra baggage and all They're that. They're
1: just running off of... That it's fun and beginner's luck and just, I'm going to try this, you know, and throw this against the wall and see if that sticks. They're when pretty you, much
0: fearless in a sense. They're very fearless. Even yeah. if they're shaking in their boots, they're fearless. Yeah. yeah. Because they, yeah, they don't have all the excess thought. They right. just do it. Exactly. So, which is cool. So, I think really staying inspired comes down to not forgetting why you started it in the first place, just enjoying it, genuinely enjoying it and not letting all that extra baggage kind of weigh it down.
1: And often it's taking a step back and seeing yourself as a beginner again, maybe hanging out with some beginners again, you know, uh, just to be around that, that fearlessness, that go get em attitude, you know, because we can become pretty stale and cynical (laughs) As we,
0: well, I've always been, so. Well, I mean, that's
1: also true. <laughs> but that's
0: just me in everyday
1: life, so. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> so just kind of as we wrap up things today, I guess one thing that we'd like to challenge you guys with is, where are you in your personal life, and your professional life? Do you need to take some time off? Do you need to take a couple of days to just refill uh, creatively, emotionally? Find something that really inspires you. Do you need to take an afternoon, an hour 15 minutes. It doesn't have to be a long time, but just take some time to step back and refill, because I think that's incredibly necessary as an artist, because in order to produce the content that you want to produce and create what you want to create, you need to be full creatively, full emotionally, and have something to draw
0: on. Absolutely. And I also think it's important to kind of take stock of yourself in everyday life too. You know, if you yeah. take care of yourself better every day, then I think you'll be able to just put out more as a person, you know, you'll be able to wake up earlier, go to the gym, things right. like
1: that. Well, the human experience it leads into the life of an artist. Like we said the other week, the journey of an artist is the journey of the human experience. If you're not actually going out there and living and doing things and living your human life
0: being a normal person being a normal <laughs>
1: person yeah you're not going to have anything to draw on and it being a normal person and being living in the human experience makes your
0: artistic work that much fuller and richer and deeper yeah well when you take care of yourself i mean that's really going to show Yeah. When you take care of yourself in all aspects. Right. Absolutely. That'll really show. Absolutely.
1: And with that thought, I believe that's all the time that we have for this week. So thanks so much for tuning in, guys. We're so happy to have you here. Uh, If you have anything that you'd like for us to discuss or that you got any comments or questions or anything like that, we'd love to hear from you. So hit us up with a comment. Hit us up with a DM. Uh, we'd absolutely love to hear from you And also, we'd love to hear how you guys stay inspired Because not only would the rest of our listeners love to hear it Because if anyone shares, we'll definitely share it next week But we're always looking for ways to stay inspired as well Because a lot of times you can only use the
0: same old thing so many times Before <laughs> that runs dry too Yeah, so if you have a secret recipe, please let us know Yes, please But with that, we are over dramatic. Tales of a Starving Artist. Thanks so much, guys.